Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Jesse Kelly show another hour of the Jesse Kelly show on a Thursday gosh it's gonna be so much fun for the rest of the show and tomorrow shoot tomorrow's ask Dr. Jesse Friday get your questions into Jesse at jessekellyshow.com I'm gonna get to the tunnel rats thing here in a second just hang with me but I already played you audio of Brian Stelter embarrassing himself and CNN at this big media conference where they all gather and Pat each other on the back and and congratulate each other on how important they are. Because being in the media is obviously a very important job. But it would be unfair to Brian, and I would never want that to happen. It would be unfair to Brian to single him out as the only one who came off looking like a scumbag. Ann Applebaum was there. And I want you to listen very closely to what she has to say to this student who asked about her not reporting on the Hunter Biden story. And credit where credit's due, my friend Jack Posobiec pointed this out earlier today. Ann Applebaum spent significant amounts of time while Donald Trump was president 
asking questions about Ivanka, asking questions about Don Jr., very, very concerned about the children of the president and how involved they were. And, well, sit back and enjoy. I'm Daniel Schmidt. I'm a freshman at the University of Chicago. My question is for Ms. Applebaum. Um, so in 2020, you wrote, those who live outside the Fox News bubble do not, of course, need to learn any of the stuff about Hunter Biden, referring to his laptop, of course. Uh, a poll later after that found that if voters knew about the content of the laptop, 16% of Joe Biden voters would have acted differently. Now, of course, we know a few weeks ago, the New York Times confirmed that the content is real. Do you think the media acted inappropriately when they instantly dismissed uh, Hunter Biden's laptop as Russian disinformation? And what can we learn from that in ensuring that what we label as disinformation is truly disinformation and not reality? I mean, my, my problem with Hunter Biden's laptop is I think totally irrelevant. I mean, it's not whether it's disinformation or, I mean, I don't think the Hunter Biden's um, business relationships have anything to do with who should be president of the United States. So I, I, didn't I don't find it to be interesting. I mean, that, that would be my problem with the, that as a, as a major news story. Yeah, my problem is you're a dirty, disgusting liar, and you're, you're acting like you don't find it interesting when, one, you found it very interesting under Trump, but two, the president of the United States of America has a different set of rules for him and should a different set of standards. I have two sons. Lord willing, my sons turn out to be good men, a lot better men than I am. That's for sure. Lord willing, they do. But what if one of them turns into a psychopathic meth addict who enjoys ladies of the night in Europe a little bit too much? It's not a big deal. I mean, it's a big deal for me personally. It's a big deal for them. But career wise, does it hurt the radio show? Does it affect me being able to sit down and, and wildly entertain the masses every night, Chris? No, of course not. Of course, it doesn't matter. I'm a radio guy. The president of the United States of America regularly makes decisions that affect billions of people. And if he is compromised because his son is a grease fire, it's a very big deal. She knows it's a big deal. She's chosen to become a propagandist. And again, I asked the question, how do we overcome that? How do we overcome that? We even have losers who still pretend they're on the right, like Jonah Goldberg, who initially, of course, tried to deny that the laptop was real. He actually mocked everyone who thought it was real. And, well, this was him at that same stupid conference. You talk about A to C. They now think that if only the media had told us about the laptop at the time, as the kid yesterday was suggesting, which I don't buy his you know, theory, that Trump would have won. You know, but for the censoring of the New York Post, Trump would have won. And it's, I think it's a preposterous counterfactual, but it's also an, it's impossible for me to refute. In the same way, I cannot refute that this bottle is keeping all the polar bears away. Right? Um, I mean, do you see any polar bears? Right? I, cannot, I, I cannot prove the negative. And, um, and this is just a, it, it, it has now become. Can we lock the doors just in case? <laughs> <laughs> <It is>, <laughs> I'm not going to listen to their lame, stupid jokes. These people actively covered for the Joe Biden family so Joe Biden could win an election and then proceed to destroy the country. And these people not only aren't taking any accountability for it, they're going to do it again and again and again and again. And I ask the question again, how can we survive that? How can we survive 
that level of disinformation. Because remember, and we always have to keep this in mind. This stuff drives you insane. You already do all this. You probably heard a lot of this audio today. I've, I know this. But you have to keep in mind. It's not you that's the problem. It's the average American who isn't listening to talk radio. He's not watching the first TV. By the way, I have another great show tonight on the first TV, 9 p.m. tonight. He's not, he doesn't consume information the way you do. Seek out the truth. The average person, he still votes and he believes what he sees on the television. He believes what he hears. And if we have a media entirely dedicated to lying on behalf of the communists, how can we overcome that? I don't know. I don't know. All right, that's enough of that for now. We're going to get to some emails because I have I have more information about food and food prices and man, there's it's it might be a little dark. So I'm going to hold off on that for a minute. Remember, you can still email the show your love, your hate, your death threats, whatever you want. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. I'm going to get to this food stuff in a second, but I want to get to some emails. Hey, Jesse. I know one of the first tunnel rats. All right, pause here for one second. Before I read the rest of this email, I have to do a couple things. One, I try the best I can not to talk over anyone's head Now, that's easy for me because I'm stupid and uneducated, but some things I geek out on, like history, I realize I might end up talking over someone's head. And so I say the word tunnel rat, and people must think, oh, you mean the the New York rats or something like that? No, 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 no. In Vietnam, there was an extensive system of tunnels and holes in the ground, especially in South Vietnam. Now, most of these holes in tunnels, this whole tunnel system, most of it was created actually when the Vietnamese were fighting the French, trying to get rid of the French back in the 50s. But it's an extensive system of tunnels. And when I say there's a tunnel in the ground, I think you get an image in your head of this big tunnel Maybe you have to maybe you have to crouch through or go through on your hands and knees, but it's a tunnel from A to B. You know, you'll go in a tunnel at the base of this tree and and 50 meters later, you after you're done crawling on your hands and knees, you come out of the tunnel at the base of that tree. No. These tunnels honestly, it's it's sometimes it's hard for me to describe them because I don't have a lot of phobias. I don't do great if I'm in a situation where my shoulders are touching, where I'm in a tight, tight spot like that. It's not like I panic and freak, but I'm not comfortable. My heart rate is definitely up. These things, you're not crawling through them on your hands and knees. You're crawling through them on your belly. Remember, they're Vietnamese people, so they're made for people who are small. Obviously, Vietnamese people are small. They're slight and they're short. So you're crawling through these things, barely fitting. We had to pick our smallest guys to go through these things. And they're so much more intricate than a tunnel from A to B. These things, they had all kinds of curves. They weren't in a straight line. They had curves. Why? Why put in curves? So you couldn't just chuck a grenade in there and blow everyone up. These things had levels to them. Imagine the painstaking, back-breaking work it takes to have a tunnel where you would crawl down. And then, oh, here's a door. I'll go down a level where there's more tunnels. Oh, I'll go up a level where there's another tunnel. These things had cafeterias, 
hospitals in them. Now, obviously, it's a little rough, but under the ground, a tunnel system under the ground, unlike anything, honestly, I've ever heard of before. I, I, I know this is something stupid to nerd out on, but I think about how long it must have taken to dig all these out. How long does it take to get one bucket of dirt out of a tunnel when you're three levels down? Think about that. It's amazing, right? So that brings me to point number two. And I'm going to read, I'm going to finish, I'm going to finish reading this email, but that brings me to point number two. I think I'm going to do a, a podcast, a history podcast, probably pretty soon on the tunnel rats and, and what all was involved. I'll get into more detail in it. I actually would love to interview a tunnel rat. There aren't many of them left. The once I describe something to you, when I come back, you'll understand why, but most of them died or if they came back really did not want to elaborate on what they did. And I understand that, but they're getting older. And as those old timers start dying, we're losing wisdom. And I would like to get one interview. I want to sit down with one if they be willing. So I know this is an odd request, but if you are one or no one and want to sit down and talk about it, email me, jesse at jessekellyshow.com. All right. All right, I'm going to read the rest of that email in just a second. Now, I told you we were going to talk about groceries, too. Just know they're predicting empty shelves, food prices continuing to blast through the roof, and it's all we all know why it is. It's all because of inflation. The, the value of the dollar is plummeting. It is plummeting. We printed trillions of dollars, and now we're paying for that. There's nothing you or I can do to go back and undo that. It's done. The deal is done. All we can do is make preparations for the future, Make preparations going forward. What what are we going to do? How are we going to handle this? How are we going to protect ourselves? Getting something in your hands of tangible value that they can't destroy the value of is critical right now. Get some gold delivered to your house from Oxford Gold Group. They will deliver gold to your front door. 833-995-GOLD. Tell Oxford Jesse told you to call and they will deliver gold to your front door. Oxford Gold Group. Call them today. You're listening to the Oracle. You're going to love this one. It's a scream, baby. The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. How wonderful are the Beach Boys, Chris? How wonderful are the Beach Look. If you say you don't like the Beach Boys, you know what you are? A freaking liar. That's what you are, because everybody likes the Beach Boys. All right, back to what we were talking about. I, uh, I already went over the Tunnel Rats thing. And again, remember, tomorrow's an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Get your questions emailed in right now. You can ask me anything. Not to be political, anything. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. I'm going to get back to the food prices and, and of course, the, the KBJ confirmation. I may bring it up again briefly. I don't really care. Chuck Schumer embarrassed himself, but I want to get back to this email. Hey, Jesse, I know one of the first tunnel rats. I haven't seen him in several years, but I think he is still with us. Last I heard, he's having some health issues. He was a client. When I found out he was in Vietnam, I thanked him for his service. Then I asked him what his job was. He looked me straight in the eyes and said he was a murderer. I hadn't known him very long, so I didn't know how to take it, and I didn't know what to say. I could see the pain in his face, though. After some time, after some time went by, he opened up and told me a story of being a tunnel rat. 
I had never heard of it, but was fascinated. It was one of the. I don't want to give too much away. Uh, he gives a bunch of stories, and I know the guy's name, but he asked me not to give out his name. He ends up saying he's a very humble man and and doesn't like to share stories and stuff like that. And that's why I put out the call. I I really want to. I think I'm going to do a history podcast on the Tunnel Rats, and I really want to interview one as part of it. And I know there aren't a ton left, and the ones we do have, I mean, a lot of most of them didn't live, and the ones who did live. They don't really want to talk. And I just, I know this is off topic and I'm going to get back to all the news of the day, but I just want you to understand. I want everyone to understand what these guys did because they don't get any love. They don't get any play. I can't believe there haven't been movies made about these guys. I just described to you the underground tunnel system. Now I want you to imagine something. I want you to imagine your team, your platoon, you discover a hole in the ground. And you're reasonably sure, or some, in some cases, absolutely sure, there are bad guys down there. At least one. You don't know. Usually they would pop out of these things and shoot at our guys and then pop back in. You are tasked with going down there. Maybe you're one of the crazier ones. You're almost undoubtedly one of the smaller ones. Because again, a normal size American, a bigger American wouldn't even fit. And you go down into this tunnel. Now... You oftentimes will have a rope tied to your foot. You have to go down headfirst lots of the time. You may be thinking to yourself, man, it would be dark down there. I'd have to get my flashlight. Uh, That's where you'd be wrong. Many of them did not use flashlights because the enemy can see your flashlight too. To which you're probably also saying, man, I would need a sweet gun. Uh, Again, you might be wrong there. Yes, many of them used guns. They either had to use modified handguns that weren't so loud because you'd blow out your eardrums or they were so concerned about that and the enemy seeing the flash. Many guys went into these pitch black tunnels with a knife and nothing else. And I need to emphasize again, they're down there waiting to kill you. And you're going to crawl on your hands. Well, not on your hands, on your belly through this place. You may end up hitting a little trap door, in which case a poisonous viper will fall down and bite you because they would take the vipers and they would take a nail and they would nail their tails into a board and then hide the board and have a little tripping mechanism. If you tripped it, the board would fall. That's an angry, wounded viper landing on your head. Maybe it's poisonous spiders. Oh, you thought it was done? It actually gets worse. Remember how I told you there were different levels to these tunnels? There are stories out there, true stories, you can go read about them, of the Vietnamese waiting for you to, say, stick your head up through one of the the doors in the tunnel to go to a different level and stabbing you with a piece of bamboo. Only they're not stabbing you to kill you. They stab you through the neck, so you are stuck there with a piece of bamboo through your neck And you can't go back down through the tunnel because your neck has a bamboo stick through it. Can you imagine that in the dark? Your buddies also can't pull you out with that rope they have tied to your foot because you're stuck in the tunnel. That's as deep as I'm going to go right now. So I'm going to go into a lot more of it. I think I'm going to do a podcast on it soon, a history podcast, but... The tunnel rats don't get near the credit they deserve. Every, everyone talks about a, a million different aspects of military history. That, for me, that's got to be the most terrifying experience ever. I'll tell you one thing right now. You can call me a coward. It's, it's totally fair. I don't think I could do it. 
I, I don't think I could go down there. I, I just don't think. I mean, I don't think I could do it. I don't. Whatever those guys have, I don't have it. All right. All right. All right. Well, that's enough of that. Let's get to somebody we can make fun of. Here's Chuck Schumer embarrassing himself today. And today, we are taking a giant, bold, and important step on the well-trodden path to fulfilling our country's founding promise. This is a great moment for Judge Jackson, but it is even great, a greater moment for America as we rise to a more perfect union. You know, freedom is not free. What, Chris? I thought that was a nice addition to it. <laughs> Look, here's, again, I, I said I wasn't going to spend a lot of time on this, and I'm not. You're seeing everything out there today. It's historic. A black woman, it's historic. Just remember, just always keep in mind. I know you know this already, but keep in mind, the communists don't care about black people. That's why they all hate Clarence Thomas. They don't care about gay people. They don't care about women. They certainly don't care about the climate. They care about communism. You know this by how they treat anybody who's black or a woman or anything else who comes out as being somebody on the right. Nobody gets treated worse. They don't care that there's a black woman on the Supreme Court. They understand there are a bunch of suckers out there they can use into thinking that's what they care about. They care about communism. And they care that they now have yet another guaranteed communist vote who will spend every moment for the rest of her life trying to destroy everything you love and care about. That's fine. That's the game. That's the communist. We have to make sure we do the same thing when we get there. No more of this. Well, I just want someone to do it the right way. Uh, can we have can we have someone who who loves the constitution? No. Give me an anti-communist partisan who will spend every waking moment attacking them the same way they have. Ugly? Sure. That's reality. All right. Speaking of reality, Christina Wong joins us next. What is the reality of what's happening in the military right now? Hang on. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to fifteen hundred dollars again sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and game sense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park that's 1-800-GAMBLER If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Gosh, how great was Meatloaf, huh? Joining me now, my friend Christina Wong. She's, of course, the Pentagon correspondent for Breitbart. Christina, one, that's a great call with Meatloaf. Two, we don't talk enough about what's going on with inside the military. Now, nobody has better sources than you on that. Tell me first, the whole vaccine thing. We don't hear much about that anymore. We only get little snippets of vaccine fallout. I'm getting kicked out. They, I've got kicked out. What what ended up happening with the vaccine requirement in the military? Yeah, um, thanks for having me on, Jesse. Glad you like the song. Um, you, you know, you don't hear a lot, and that's kind of um, maddening. I mean, it has such a huge effect on people's lives, and just no one seems to care about that. No, none, you know, none of the mainstream media seems to care at all. And so, like, every week, we get these email updates on how many troops have been kicked out that week over not complying with the Biden administration's military vaccine mandate. Not many people report on it, but the number is is really climbing. Um, I think it's uh, around like 2,000. So so, um, as of today, actually not as of today, because there will be new numbers coming out today, but as of last week, it's fourteen more than 1,400 Marines, um, 90 soldiers, uh, 250 active duty Air Force airmen, uh, 732 sailors, 
And we don't even know with the National Guard uh, yet because those numbers haven't been, their deadline is not until June. So it could be, you know, many, many more. Tens of thousands of troops have not complied with the vaccine mandate. So we don't know exactly, you know, how many troops are going to be lost over this. And, and you know, troops, they, 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 they have very little uh, recourse. Um, and because the media is not defending them, they have to go, they have to appeal, they file uh, IG, inspector general complaints, even criminal complaints. They just hold out uh, with complying, you know, hoping something will change. Um, and you know, they file lawsuits. So there was this Navy SEAL lawsuit on behalf of 35 Navy SEALs. Uh, the there's a, a judge in Texas actually who uh, granted a motion to to allow for those 35 Navy SEALs to represent all sailors. So I, I believe sailors cannot be kicked out of the military over the vaccine mandate um, temporarily. Of course, the administration's going to try to appeal that. Um, and then, you know, hopefully it'll go up to, well, not hopefully, I mean, hopefully it'll be stopped before then, but it could go up to, all the way to the Supreme Court. Um, and so that's where that is. I think just people are holding their breath, trying, you know, hoping that this will go away. But we had Defense Secretary uh, Lloyd Austin just two days ago say this is going to remain, this vaccine COVID mandate, you know, this this mandate is going to remain, even though right now I think there's like 0.0001% of the U total U.S. population um, getting COVID. Christina, I know this sounds like a dumb question, but I'm dumb, so I can ask these kinds of things. <laughs> uh, where... Where are the generals or admirals or where are the high up officers to fight for these guys? I understand they all fall underneath <laughs> the commander in chief, but is there anyone in the high command at the Pentagon or otherwise stepping in on behalf of their troops? Is, is that not happening at all? There are there's like a sprinkling of leaders, um, not anyone from like you know, the high command, but there's, I think there's like six army leaders who were relieved uh, over not taking the the vaccine. And then I think there was a commander of a destroyer who also did not want to take the vaccine or, or he, he didn't feel, um, you know, he didn't feel right ordering his sailors to do it, something like that. But, you know, the, the, it's very far and few in between. Um, so no, there's not a lot of the folks that are sticking up for, for the for the rank and file, um, and I think they just feel sort of sort of desperate. Uh, some have come to me to you know try to help them. Um, not many are willing to go public. They want to try all avenues they can before before they go public and basically you know ruin their careers, which are being ruined anyway because they're getting they're getting kicked out if they don't comply. It's it's really it's really sickening because it not only affects them but it affects their it affects their entire family. So I mean it's just it, and 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 the fact that no one's really talking about. It. I know you talk about it. You talk about it quite a lot in your show. The the impact that you know these mandates and and restrictions and lockdowns have had on people's lives. And you know what was really kind of sickening was two days ago we had uh, General Milley, who is the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. He was he was in uh, in front of the House Armed Services Committee talking about 
how tiny the numbers are of troops who will be kicked out of the military. And he said, oh, it's just a very, very tiny amount. It's just a tiny, tiny amount. And you had um, Jim Banks. He's a uh, congressman for Indiana. He was he was saying, you know, do, do you really want to lose this many troops over this, you know, COVID, uh, this uh, mandate? And, you know, especially because the Army's having severe recruiting difficulties right now. So he was pressing Millie on that, and Millie's like, oh, you know, yeah, it hurt, but it's manageable. He actually said it was manageable. So, I mean, it was just such a callous response. Yeah, what a shock. Again, we're speaking with Christina <laughs> Wong. She is the Pentagon correspondent with Breitbart. All right, Christina, finally, you say I was, you say they have a recruiting problem. I continue to hear yeah. this. I actually have friends who are in recruiting, and they're saying, Jesse, no one's coming. Now, I have my wow. own theory on this. I, I, I don't think red-blooded American males want to show up and go into the military to find out how gay everyone is and how much white people suck. But <laughs> you tell me. What are they telling you? Why do we have a recruiting problem? Just, I mean, look at the Army recruiting ads and, you know, highlighting, using anime figures, highlighting females, minorities, LBGTQIA+, or whatever it is now. I mean, the, the folks who actually uh, a recruiter did tell me sort of, you know, off the record, um, the numbers are horrible and, and just people aren't motivated. People don't want to sign up for this, this military. And, and a lot of the people who do sign up are I believe, you know, it's called like the legacy families, people whose fathers and mothers and you know, grandfathers and uncles, they've served in the military. And, you know, they're the ones who sign up. But a lot of folks are, are telling their kids, don't do it. Don't fight for this military. I mean, you there's just, you know, all you hear about is this push to root out the extremists, even though there's like fewer than a hundred uh the, the the pentagon did this big study like a year-long study and they found fewer than a hundred out of like 2.1 million <laughs> troops but i mean you hear about this extremism you know root out the racist and the sexist and all that stuff and and you know i think people are just not motivated and they also have other options as you know you often point out the job market's good you know they can they can they have other options they can go out and you know get the jobs. They don't have to be subjected to this um, woke indoctrination crap. Well, Christina Wong, keep doing what you're doing. Uh, oh, what do you, what do you have for dinner tonight? You're going to be so excited. I'm having Jesse Kelly burgers. No. <laughs> <laughs> I swear we didn't even plan that. Go no, and enjoy, enjoy it. And don't put any freaking lettuce and tomato on there, Christina. <laughs> yes. Only American cheese, right? Yes, ma'am. That's right. You got it. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Thank you. All right. Now, let's talk about your personal protection. Let's talk about your husband's personal protection, your, your wife's personal protection, your daughter. If it's 10 o'clock at night and they want to go down and grab a, a soda from the gas station, are you 100% positive if they show up at that gas station and they run into somebody with bad intentions that they're going to be able to come back home alive? I mean, I'm positive. I don't have to worry. My wife carries a hero gun everywhere she goes. I have a hero gun to supplement my real gun everywhere I go. Hero gun's a non-lethal gun. Shoots pepper balls. They explode on contact. They are debilitating. They ha this thing has already saved lives across the country. Anyone can use it, so there's no excuse. Uh, I'm not a gun guy. Fine, fine. Don't have to be. It's a non-lethal gun. 
has a little laser sight on it. You can have never held a weapon ever and pick up hero gun and hit what you aim at. You don't need a concealed carry permit. You don't have any excuses to not have personal protection. Go to Hero2020.com and use the code JESSE. That gets you a special discount. Hero2020.com, code JESSE. State restrictions may apply. The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. I'm not sure if the mic is still working fine. Chris, am I still sounding okay? Does it, do I sound okay? Well, I would... We had the easy cheese in the office, right? Let me explain a second. We had the easy cheese, and then Michael went out yesterday and got us some triscuits. Everyone knows you got to have, and I got to be honest, during the commercial break, I lost track of time, and I was enjoying some fine cuisine of triscuits and easy cheese on it, and I ended up having to sit down, and I didn't get all the, I mean, the triscuits. What, Chris? Let me finish. The trisket. You know how triscuits get kind of particled in there. I ended, Yes, you do. And I ended up getting a little piece of one, a very tiny, a micros, practically a microscopic piece came out when I sat down and started talking, and it went into the microphone, and I can see, I can see it here, but it's not on the surface, Chris. The microphone has these little hole thingies in it, and I tried to scrape it off so you'd never see but I ended up just pushing it down in there, and now it's in there, and I'm not sure. I'm not sure we're going to be able to get it out. Triscuits are not terrible, Chris. They're not terrible. But you know what? Forget about it. Forget it. I'm, I'm done talking to you right now. We're moving on. We're going to get to the food prices thing in a moment. We have to get to something else real quick first, though. Uh, there's a lot of talk right now. A ton of talk about Disney. And understandably so. I mean, we have we have more audio coming out about Disney, or I'm about to play that for you. But before we get to that, we have to keep in mind, yeah, Disney is is the the topic of the day. But what we have as a country, it's not just a Disney problem. They're obviously a huge part of that problem. What we have as a country is we're no longer a society that actually treasures children and believes children should be protected. And I don't know why that happened. I don't know how that happened. I, I, I don't understand. I, I, would, I just can't understand that way of thinking. But we are a country now that regularly abuses kids on horrible levels. And that's the ones we don't kill. We have, I mean, we have honestly, on top of the grooming problem, we just have a flat-out treating kids like dirt problem in this country. We do, and the worse we treat them, the worse we treat them, the more, the more they seem to wade into it. The more they seem to get stuck in this system that treats them awful, and the kids in this country don't deserve that. I mean, listen, listen, listen to this at Disney. Listen to what they brag about. They brag about the horrific things. The other big area is gender identity. Hold on, but before I before I play it, sorry. Let's keep in mind, if a child, let's say it's a girl out there. Let's say it's a young girl. Let's say she's a tomboy. You know any tomboys? Shoot, I married one. Total sports star, right? Well, actually, tomboy's probably not fair. You should see her when a bug flies into her hair. But, you, you know, girls are tom tomboys. Oh, I played with my brothers. I love sports. I love shooting. Tons of girls are tomboys. It's freaking awesome. Good. Usually, they're less annoying than other girls. That's a good thing. S today... If you're a girl who's maybe a tomboy, 
Let's say you have some deranged psychopath parents. Sadly, there are many of them. Maybe they'll be convinced that because you like to go out and shoot hoops now and then, maybe you're actually a boy. And today, it's perfectly legal in many places for a parent to take that daughter to the doctor's office. You know, the doctor, you're supposed to be caring for people, do no harm, all that stuff. The doctor will, after careful examination, decide, yes, she definitely is a girl and will take that young lady, beautiful young lady, into surgery and carve her up in ways that I'm not going to describe here on the show. It's a family show, but just unspeakable. That's, that's child abuse on a level that I can't even describe, and we pay these people for this. And companies like Disney will brag about doing this stuff. We are a nation that not only does terrible things to children, we brag about it as if it's a good thing. The other big area is gender identity and expression. So doing all of this work uh, to ensure that our employees and cast can express their gender here authentically and proudly at the company. So, you know, coming up with guides on how to change your photo, information about pronouns, working with our benefits team to give information about gender affirmation procedures, both for our employees who are transitioning and trans, but also our employees who have kids who are transitioning. They provide for people who have kids who are transitioning? Let's be real clear. There's no such thing as a trans kid. There's a kid with a disgusting set of parents and an even worse set of teachers and an even more evil than that doctor. If you're a doctor and you perform these surgeries on children... Uh, you know what? I'm not going to finish that sentence. Let's just say I do not wish good things for you, okay? I do not wish good things for you, and I can't believe that's where we are as a country. I can't believe it. All right. We have to get to food prices. We're not getting to that yet. i got to get to some emails. I've been lax on that. Dear Jesse, my heart stopped. This was last night when I said this will be my last show. I opened up the show saying that because I said I was going to go try to be the CEO of Red Lobster. Of course I was kidding. Anyway, he said, my thoughts started racing as I began to contemplate on which podcast I would replace you with at work the next day. A few seconds later, I realized what was going on and felt like an idiot. (laughs) Try and pull something like that again, and I'll be forced to call the show whenever you take calls. And then, talking slow as humanly possible, I will thank you for taking my call and tell you how much I love the show, and then awkwardly wait in silence for a response. Yes, that's a threat. <laughs> now, look, you shouldn't ever fall for that when I do stuff like that. You should, you should understand, I'm never quitting. I'm, I'm, well, never, it's not fair. At some point in time, I'll be old and busted, and, and there'll be a bunch of other young hotshots out there who, who are more entertaining than I am, and they'll come take over, and they'll deserve it, and I'll ride off into the sunset and eat Red Lobster every single day. But until then, you should understand, I'm the luckiest guy in the world. I've had every crappy job you can possibly have, and now I get to sit and have fun with you for a living? We get to talk about not just important stuff. I mean, stuff that matters, but we get to have fun and laugh. You have a real job. I don't have a real job. I'm not quitting. And you, you get people all the time. Oh, what if What if this? Uh, uh, don't you want to run for office? No, I don't want to run for office. There is nothing else in the world 
I'd rather do than sit on premier networks and talk to you for three hours every single day. It is the best thing in the world. All right. I'm not quitting. I'm not going to go try to look. Even if Red Lobster offered me the CEO position, I would still say no. I'm right where I'm staying. All right. Me, Chris, Michael, we're not going anywhere. And if the numbers are any indication at this point in time, you are really stuck with us for a long time because apparently people like this show. <laughs> All right. Food prices. This isn't good. Hang on. No shoes on their feet. How's the people? If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 